I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hi everyone, welcome to the La Liga Lowdown Mini Pod, episode number four. Now, this is going to have a little bit of a different format to anyone who's started downloading the Mini Pod and enjoyed it. Thank you so much for being part of our team. We're actually on the road, David Garrido and Diego Lorin here in Barcelona. Um, Diego, we've literally brought me to a corner of Barcelona. Where are we? That's right, David. We are in La Esquina. La Esquina is a brunch place close to Plaza Catalunya. For anybody that visits Barcelona, this is a must visit if you enjoy your eggs benedict, your big tostas with uh, aguacate. So very delicious food, brunch food, soul food, just yeah, uh, a, good, a good place to come to eat some good food. Yeah, yeah. It's great. I had some huevos rancheros. That's right. Uh, which my, 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 my dad used to make. Mm-hmm. Both Colombian yeah. parents. Wow. And he made this at home. And this was a good one. This oh, was you a really, really good homemade one. rancheros? Every, literally every Saturday, man. Oh, wow. When I was younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to kind of come down in my PJs. And my dad was there making arepas. Mm-hmm. It was Colombian, you know, maize patties almost. Yeah, the patties, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so yeah, it just kind of took me back. Special to sauces? Uh, do you know what? Kind of secret sauces. Oh. He would never, I know. He would never tell me. He would never tell me. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it's great and it's nice to be here. And I'm here for a mini break as well. And um, we were actually doing some filming yesterday. Now, without giving the game away too much, Diego, how impressed were you by the person we were speaking to yesterday? David, yesterday I was in awe. I came back home, I explained to my wife what we had done that day, the person that we met, the insights that that person gave in terms of what it's like to coach uh, uh, a team in Primera División. Uh, we got to see the practice facilities. We even got to see the gameplay uh, friendly, yeah. uh, which was great. Uh, the talent that we saw on that pitch was was incredible, uh, and just extremely grateful with the hospita- uh, hospitality of, of both club and and the person that we spoke to. Yeah, uh, I hope that's where your appetite, guys, because we're going to be bringing you that on our YouTube channel next week, and we might have a little bit more for you in the mini pod as well. Okay, great. So. Um, Obviously no La Liga action this weekend. Uh, if you're listening to this on the Monday, uh, we know that Spain are playing another um, friendly coming up uh, against uh, Argentina on Tuesday. But the game against Germany on Friday night in Dusseldorf, a clash of current and previous world champions, Diego. I mean, and it really lived up to the billing, didn't it? It did, it did. It got me really excited. Uh, less than 12 weeks to go mm. for the World Cup to start. And we got to see two of the biggest 
or two big favorites to win the World Cup, uh, and it didn't disappoint, as you said. In particular, offensively, I think it was uh, a spectacle. Yeah. Uh, and in the goalkeeping sense as well, we saw two magnificent goalkeepers do what they do best. Yeah, they really did. It was um, two sides that like to play. Yeah. And both with offensive fullbacks as well. So we had obviously Jordi Alba and Dani Carvajal for Spain, but you also had Kimmich and Hector for Germany. And all great exponents of that art of the fullback, which is such an important part of football these days. We know one of the Ola always has really valued that. The current Barcelona team need that as well. Yes. In terms of the, the formation, you look at it on the team sheet when they start, it will be a 4 3 3, but obviously that, that changes. And for me, I don't know about you, but it felt like a a 4-1-2-2-1 if wow. I can sort of put that shape yeah, into yeah. your head so, I think so with, with Rodrigo up top yep uh, and you had probably Silva and Isco yeah. off him floating around a little bit Iniesta and either Coque or Thiago the other one being the, the sitter mm-hmm. um, and that's how it how it felt mm-hmm. and in terms of offensively well it was of course Spain got off to a brilliant start six minutes in the passing master. That's it. Uh, Andres Iniesta. And of course, we Showing talked about this on the mini pod last week, right? And, and about the idea that he might well be leaving at the end of the season. I mean, yeah. you know, it just shows just how much worth he still has, not just to Barcelona, but the Spanish national team as well, right? Absolutely. Too much. He's got too much to give. <laughs> Please don't go to China. I'm going to say this every weekend, week in, week out. I'm going to beg him uh, because, like you said, he still has so much football, so much quality in his boots. Uh, gave that brilliant pass to Rodrigo. I think it was in the sixth minute. Uh, who finished it off perfectly? You know, typical uh, classic uh, goal for the Spanish national team, led by the master himself, the Don. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just a, a real masterclass in that first half, mm. particularly from Iniesta, and then of course he he went off in the second half, and perhaps not not a surprise because well, he's into his thirties now, and you need to sort of um, manage that. I suppose is the best way of putting yeah. it. Rodrigo with the goal. Um, playing as the centre forward but again for me he's not a punta he's a media punta an enganche they would say in Argentina you know that sort of player who plays off the number nine but he did that job very very well it was an excellent uh, finish as well but for me I don't know if you noticed this but when Spain were hemmed in a little bit in their own half and Germany were trying to press suddenly you would see just to the coming into the right edge of your frame watching it on the TV Rodrigo was there helping the salida de balón, right? He would, he would just give the outlet yeah. and he would be able to receive the pass from Piqué or Carvajal and then allow that move to continue. I thought he was particularly good at that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, it, sh- it shows you as well kind of the role that he has in Valencia. Like you said, he's not a, 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 a striker nato, a nato, uh, innate striker, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, so absolutely, he's got so much quality to give. And, and I think we can say quite fairly and, and, and convincingly that Spain has found their their number nine. I don't know how you feel about that, but but I think that Rodrigo, when I saw him play yesterday, the desmarque, we spoke about this word off air, yeah. uh, the way he rolls off of defenders, yeah. the way he pulls them also with him, creates that space and, 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 and just times his runs perfectly. I mean, I don't see right now a better striker, a number nine for Spain than, than Rodrigo. Yeah, we'll come back to that in a minute. I think um, there's, there's two people who might disagree with you. 
in and around the Australian sure. national squad right now. Also on Rodrigo, really lovely touch, wasn't it, afterwards, to dedicate his goal yeah. to Santi Candisades after the, the, the tragic loss of his five-year-old son who'd been uh, facing a long battle against illness. And you've probably seen the, the hashtag on social media, Santi Campeon, uh, just shows the class of the human being as well, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I, actually, now you recounting that uh, gives me goosebumps. Uh, our hearts go out to Santi from the entire La Liga Lowdown crew. Te mandamos un abrazo, a big hug, uh, yeah. and I mean I can't imagine the, the pain that the families go through. So, yeah, just you know, mucha fuerza, mucho ánimo. Yeah, absolutely right. Couldn't agree more. Um, in terms of Spain, we always talk about them in possession, don't we? But off the ball, I noticed that well, they started off having to be pressed by Germany, who went out for it, and then they got a little tired, which is mm. natural, isn't it? Yeah. After sort of about 20 minutes, half an hour, yeah. that you're going to start feeling the effects of that. And then Spain were the ones who were pressing. And I, I thought that actually that was, there was a period of play in that first half, particularly, when they were winning the ball, like it must have been three or four times in a very short period of time, very high in the opposition half, and keeping that pressure on, particularly the likes of Isco. Mm. Let's talk about him, because mm. he was floating around case. everywhere, right? Yeah. But when we talk about Iniesta and his worth to Barcelona, mm. Isco right now doesn't have that same cachet mm. in Real Madrid this season. Mm. It wasn't last season, not this season mm. though. And yet, puts on the shirt for La Roja, for the national team, and it transforms. Lopetegui seems to get the best out of him, doesn't he? He does, he does. And I don't know if you noticed it, but he almost seems to be playing with a smile on his face. He looks happier. Uh, he feels that he's important for the squad, and he is, for me, Isco, uh, on the titular, indiscutible. He has to be in that starting really, 11. Really, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, I think so. Because, uh, you know, he's a game changer. He's got so much quality as well in his boots. So, you know, all the credit to Isco, I'm happy for him. He was dancing, I think, is yeah, the, yeah. the best way I can describe <laughs> it. He was like waltzing right. around, like, you know, sometimes just, not just the way he runs, but whenever that counter-attack came, he was always the man, left side or right side, who would be threatening, running in and just jinking around, dancing. And I think that's the best version of Isco. That's mm. what he does. Machia. Mm. You know, that's yeah. what they call him, right, yeah. in, in, in Real Madrid. Yeah. And he, there was, you know, he just felt like he was back to his old self. Um, in terms of negatives, I mean, the goal uh, that sure. Germany scored. What a hit, by the way, from Thomas Müller. Oh. Can't take that away from him. But no. Maybe you could have anticipated that, perhaps. Yeah. You know that that's what he does, right? I think so. And I think that earlier when I mentioned that offensively this game was brilliant and also from a goalkeeping sense this was a magnificent game, we have to mention that defensively this game perhaps could have lived up to a better standard. Yeah. Uh, and you're right, in the Müller's goal, you know, whether it's Iniesta that, that or, or, excuse me, uh, Thiago that should have been on him, we can argue whether, you know, had Busquets been playing, uh, would he have been close, uh, closing in on Müller a little bit quicker? That's all debatable, but yeah, for, for sure. I mean, from 30 meters out, you cannot let Müller be so free and have an open kick at goal. Like yeah, that. he strikes also beautifully. It moves up and down as well. That is not easy for any keeper to save. Yeah. Uh, let alone that hair. I mean, yeah. 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 And, and actually, we've got a comment in from Nilay Didolka, uh, who was uh, contacting us on Twitter after we asked for your feedback on the game. And he says, the best defence, the best goalkeeper were in place and still Miller scored, but only goes to show how brilliant the strike was. It was the midfield's fault, he says. Mm. They should have closed in on Miller, as you said, Diego. Mm. You can see Iniesta trying to make it, but it was late. And I think, actually, one of the things that this leads us to is the makeup of that midfield. Now, it must be quite tough for Julian Lopetegui, but let's call it an embarrassment of riches because mm. he's got so much there he can pick from. But the balance of the midfield is crucial. Mm. And of course, yesterday, uh, last night, he started off with Iniesta, Coque, and Thiago in that midfield three. 
But, okay, Iniesta, we understand what he does. But it felt like Coque and Thiago, who were trying to share that holding role, when neither of them are that holding no. role. And, of course, who is? Sergio Busquets. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, Busi, of course, would normally be in that starting 11. Uh, Thiago, as great as he is right now cannot feel the boost, uh, boots of, of Sergio Busquets. It's not his natural position neither. Uh, but, you know, missing missing out on Busi is, is, is huge. He's a fantastic player, so you're going to notice it when he's not on, out on the pitch. And that's not just from a Barcelona perspective, that's from a Spain national as well, team perspective of course, as well. Of course. Uh, has Naim Nazir has contacted us and said this game was a prime example of how important Busquets is to Spain. We expect Thiago to control tempo, but he did not. And, and actually, tempo for me is a really important word. It's something that you dictate. Yeah. When Spain are playing well, it's because they are dictating the tempo. And they need a number of people to be able to do that. Busquets is one, Iniesta's another, and Isco is another. Different phases of the tempo, different speeds of tempo. You go from maybe piano and adagio, you know, to something a little bit more frantic, and then eventually, hey presto, you yeah. get your goal <laughs> yeah, from, yeah. from someone like Isco Rodrigo. So right. I think that's a really good point. Thank you for for telling us about that one. Um, now, um, let's just talk a little bit about the keepers, and you, you mentioned this before. Yeah. So the, I mean, how do you rate these keepers as far as their standing in world football? The two best goalkeepers in the world mm -hmm. at the moment. I think that's fair to say. I would like. Uh, I think we can debate anybody that wants to throw in the mix names like Courtois, uh, uh, Keylor Navas, yeah. Neuer, Loris at Tottenham as well for the French national sure. team. Maybe he's had some good moments. Sure, they're they're great goalkeepers out there. Uh, but for me, the two, at least the the two best informed goalkeepers, Ter Stegen and De Gea. We saw it last night. I mean, magnificent saves coming from both ends. Yeah, uh, Ter Stegen denied his score. De Gea save from Draxler, fingertips save. Yeah, yeah. Um, Gundogan's effort pushed around the posts as well. And actually, Germany, I have to say, in that second half, it's like Joachim Löw had said to them at half-time, right, OK, you've got, you've got to get into this game. We've got to do something. We're, we're, we're yeah. one one at half-time, but actually maybe, maybe a little bit fortunate to be still level. Yeah. And for me, again, we talk about the four-backs. Kimmich was really impressive he got into attacking areas even when he wasn't supposed to be there Hector as well and Tony Kroos is one of those players he does his job sort of effortlessly sometimes he looks so elegant on the ball and everything went through him and I think he's going to be absolutely pivotal for Germany come Russia in 12 weeks time absolutely yeah yeah um, let's um let's move on then and just have a few more of your your thoughts okay uh, this one's from Ryan Plant okay yep uh, he's saying Spain were definitely on top until the customary shitload of second half subs that make friendly so, uh, so stop start the midfielder started were a class above and Rodrigo was willing was a willing runner whilst he was on the pitch and compliments to Carvajal for keeping a fresh Sane quiet yeah I agree yeah, with that's that actually true. I think Carvajal looked a little um, vulnerable I thought in the first yeah, half I did. noticed that Hector got in behind a couple of times I think so I think so too David I, I think in fact both I, I would mention from the uh, Spain's defence Carvajal and Pique didn't have their uh, their best matches. Yeah, but Pique got closed down a couple of times. He did. trying to close the, you know, just just clear the ball. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, this is from Tapio Musa. Amazing display of midfield depth from both teams. 
um, especially if I was not protecting my head, would explode trying to pick a midfield for the yeah. World Cup. Yeah, agree with Un that. Un problema de lujo, for sure. Yeah, Luxury but problem. Like we were saying, right? Embarrassment yeah. of riches. Yeah. Uh, this is from Otkratzi. Uh, I think the first half was great for Spain. They played very well. And their fielders were exceptional. I think Odrio Sola at right back would have added some pace going forward, but yeah. Carvajal did okay. It's interesting. I think that's actually that position for me isn't entirely nailed down. I'd say left back is with Jordi Alba. Yeah. But right back, Odrio Sola has a chance there. Oh, come on, he has to. He's having such a phenomenal season. Yeah. I think he definitely uh, deserves the opportunity, uh, you know, given Carvajal's performance yesterday, I, I expect Odrio Zola to be playing against Argentina. Yeah, he's got to at least be given some minutes there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think if you're picking your first 11 for Spain's opening game right now, you start with Carvajal. I think you wouldn't necessarily take a risk. It's such a big game. No, no, what you want to see is, is worth, make, make him prove his worth. Yeah, I mean, he deserves, for me, he is the understudy. He is the man who is pushing Carvajal for yes, that place at right absolutely. back. He needs to be in that 23. Yeah. And also you've got a player like Nacho, who did come on yesterday, mm -hmm. who can play in that position. Mm -hmm. So there is some cover there as well for Lopetegui. Yeah. Uh, and just to finish off Kanazzi's tweet, overall was pleased in the first half. Second half, maybe because changes wasn't that great. I mean, listen, I think, you know, it was bound to at some point have a bit of a lull. I think after the goal, we had a bit of a lull. And then we had that sort of frantic period a little bit after half time. And look, this is, you know, two sides who didn't treat this as a friendly. No. You know, they didn't want to be embarrassed by the other. Right. And so at some point, that quality is going to drop when they put so much in. It's going to drop. And, and, and it's still, I mean, it wasn't treated as a friendly, but it's still a friendly. You saw that by Lopetegui's, uh, you know, changes, bringing in everybody he could uh, from Asensio to Diego Costa to Lucas Vazquez. You know, they, they obviously wanted to play this the, uh, this match as well. And it was good for Lopetegui to try out, say, the B team as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Florentino Fadness. I hope I've got your, your surname right there, Florentino. Thank you for the, your tweet. One of the best defensive still concedes from Milan. Yes, Isco is so important for the team. Absolutely, as previously discussed. Now, I had a little conversation with a guy who calls himself Uncho mm. on Twitter. Okay. Uh, asking for the feedback. And, I, and he said, bad performance and poor tactics. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, okay. So I said, okay, he was watching the same, himself, He was watching the I, same I, game. I don't right? know. Okay. okay, but he said, okay, first and foremost, Lobotegui used Thiago on number six role, which is not his best position. Right, I agree. And other Saul, he is not able to play in that position either. I would yeah. say it's just not his typical role, right? Yes, yes. Uh, you need him closer to the goal. Uh, we missed Javier Martinez in that role, he says, and he carries on. That was the first fail on that match. We need the combative number six, mm. like Martinez. Okay, so let's let's pick this apart a little bit. Interesting. Javi Martinez. An enforcer, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, if you want to kind of go back historically, it's that Marcos Senna type figure. Yeah. Do you think Spain need that role in the 11? I think Uncho is, is, is onto something. He's surely bringing up a valid point. Thinking about it, uh, it doesn't really mix in with the style of play that we are accustomed to over the past years from Spain. That is. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. 
And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. It's more creative, less destructive, uh, more free-flowing, of offensive-minded football. So uh, I, I think it would depend who we're facing. Uh, you know, I think it would be interesting to have him on the bench. But not, I wouldn't have him start. Uh, I, I don't think he fits that, that philosophy that Lopetegui is trying to implement in this squad. I think it's interesting. He's the sort of player that maybe if Spain are 2-0 up and actually right. want to protect that result, exactly. maybe you bring in an extra body who who who's that, sure. that wall in front of the, the back exactly. four or back three, depending on how Lopetegui wants to go. But I sense it's for... I think that from the start, it's not part of the ethos. No. To protect, it's part That's of the ethos it. to go and play. That's it. And, and go and attack the opposition. So I think Uncho's got a point. Mm. I'm just not sure that he will necessarily make the 23, but sometimes you need that insurance policy, mm-hmm. right? And that's, mm-hmm. I think, what, what Javi Martinez is. Well so that's said, as yeah. far as the makeup of the midfield is concerned. Now, you brought up this point earlier, Diego. Let's, let's reprise that now. Diego Costa. Yeah. Rodrigo. And I'm going to chuck in here Alvaro Morata, who wasn't in, Morata, this, course, uh, yeah. in this squad. Yeah. Now, do Spain need that number nine type figure? Or do you actually more play the false nine like Rodrigo? Do you still take one or two of Diego Costa and Morata? You've got to take one of them, surely? I think we forget about all three and get Cesc Fabregas back as false number nine. No, I'm joking, of course. <laughs> but, uh, look. <sighs> Costa missed his big chance, didn't he? He, 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 he definitely missed his big chance and, and it's funny you mentioned this now because I actually recently saw uh, and I don't want to deviate too much because we're on a tight schedule here <laughs> but uh, I recently saw the documentary of Spain's World Cup uh, uh, run in, in 2010 Yeah, that game when Fernando Llorente came on a crucial game obviously Llorente at that time was, was the pivotal number 9 a very tall guy and he scored two goals uh, in, in a match that, that where the false number 9 just wasn't working yeah. so I think, again, maybe kind of like the Javi Martinez, it's good to have that type of joker on the bench. I don't, th- and Diego Costa, we saw it yesterday, he didn't, no aprovechó su oportunidad, he didn't take, uh, yeah, didn't make the most of it. Didn't make the most of his chance, thank yeah, you. Yeah. And uh, Rodrigo did. That's why I think Rodrigo is the way to go. As far as Morata is concerned, he's not having the best of seasons with Chelsea. You know, I don't know how. I don't he's know. He's been injured too. He's uh, been that's injured. Good. Right. That's going to have a, an impact. Uh, yeah. Having seen Alvaro Morata a number of times last season for Real Madrid in the pivotal role he played, off the bench, Plan B, whatever you want to call it. But it wasn't just. Oh, someone's upset their child over there. <laughs> um, it wasn't just. It's a very busy cafe, by the way. But that's because it's just so good. It had an awesome. Where was that jealous earlier? It's okay. She's being. She's being let out, and she's. She doesn't want to leave. That's why she's trying. That aguacate is just too good. Um, Yeah, so he played in a number of different positions in the front three. He was sometimes more de banda, but a little bit more wide. Sometimes he was, you know, that man in the centre, in that six-yard box, heading home, whatever. Yeah. Um, I think he does have still a bit of an all-round quality that that gives, again, Lobedegui options. But he needs to put himself in the conversation. And I think that Rodrigo, as you said, I mean, 16 La Liga goals or 16 goals a season is, I think, actually the man who understood the philosophy the best. That's it. That's it. Against yeah. the world champions, right? Exactly. In their backyard. In their home. Yep, yep. That's so it. I think, you know, it's going to be really interesting how that develops over you know, the next few months. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it depends a bit on their club form 
and what Lobotega takes away from this. Mm. And as for the national manager, he said that he was pretty happy with, with the way things went yeah. last night. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't really grumble too much about a 1-1 draw against the world champions, right? No. And also, I think that he's got options now. And he's like, decided to go with a fairly strong team to start that. I wasn't sure that the subs necessarily made too much of an impact. Marco mm. Asensio had a few little bits maybe. Yeah, he had a good pass to, to Diego Costa, who then, yeah. again, like we said, didn't make the best of that opportunity. Yeah. Um, Saul, Nacho, I mean, you know, they, they weren't, Nacho didn't have to Nacho do. didn't, no, no. Saul was playing in an opposition. Yeah. Then you had Lucas Vasquez who came on late. Yeah, Rodri, Rodri. first. And that was good, wasn't it? Just to see him make his debut, right? His debut, exactly. That, that was good to see him make his debut, debut but... You know, nine, what was it nine, ten minutes of, of play? Obviously, is, is hard to judge. He's, but he's earned his place, though. I think sure. he's, he's had an Real, Real, Real. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we didn't see Dani Parejo, didn't see Marcos Alonso. Yeah. Who were the other yeah. ones who were? Who, who were cool oh, a, a lot of the guys on on Twitter, uh, uh, La Liga Lowdown. Yeah, you you were mobbed, right, by VCF. Dani fans. Parejo guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was there was a, a big call. I think uh, so. You may have seen it earlier on the La Liga Lowdown uh, Twitter account earlier uh, last week. Now uh, that uh, Diego posted. Uh, uh, Spain 11, the starting 11, but with one question mark. Yeah, and yeah. it was on the right side of midfield, exactly. wasn't it? Yes. And everyone said, Barejo, Barejo, Barejo. Yeah. Didn't feature last night, but we will find out whether he plays in the, in the yeah. second of the international frame, please. Yeah. Um, okay, let's, uh, by the way, just one other thing to mention. So, Rodri making his first appearance with Spain, and I know you'll absolutely love this. Sergio Ramos, 150 and counting yep. for Spain. Yes. So, just 17 behind Castilla, so that's a record. It. I mean, like, that's still a pretty, no matter who you support, right? No, I mean, that's just a pretty impressive achievement. Absolutely. Uh, let's hope he can continue to, to, to produce as he has been. He's a phenomenal, very solid defender. And congratulations to Ramos for making 150 caps. I would love to see what's uh, on the uh, WhatsApp group, by the way, that Gerard Piquet <laughs> has set up yeah, uh, between the Real Madrid. That's great. And, uh, I would love to. Yeah, 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 entitled yeah. Congratulations, uh, because obviously <laughs> it was about Real Madrid players boasting about their uh, Liga and European Cup success last season, and then of course this season, it's, it's all very, very different. That's it. Uh, right, let's talk about the other La Liga scorers then who were involved. So for uh, Portugal, Cristiano Ronaldo scored twice against Egypt. They were 1 0 down until the 19th minute. Ronaldo got them out of jail. Uh, for Brazil, Coutinho. Wait, and by, by the way, Paulinho. David, yeah. just to mention, uh, Ronaldo now the third all time oh, yes. goal scorer, or how did it break down? The third most. Yeah, the, the man who scored the third most goals in international football. Right, um, that's it. Uh, so it's behind Ali Dia from Iran yes, and, and Kuwala, if I'm not mistaken. There we go. Right, yes. so he's and I think he's only three, three behind. Yes. So you know he and, and yeah, he's another master. That. That's very good of well you to mention that. Yeah, there you go, guys. Uh, Coutinho Paulinho scoring for Brazil in their three 0 win over Russia, and another Barcelona player, Luis Suarez, scoring in the China Cup for Uruguay against Czech Republic. A Uruguay uh, play on Monday against Wales in the final for that. Uh, Luis Muriel for Colombia against France. 3-2, uh, they won that game, having been 2-0 down. Um, David, extra happy because of this yeah. result. And, and, and as we were discussing last night, and, and I put it on Twitter as well, uh, just utterly infused and motivated by that, there is a Spain, uh, sorry, a Colombia away kit that Adidas have just released. That is that. phenomenal. Isn't it a good kit? <laughs> it's so good. Oh my goodness. And actually some people are saying it looks like the Dutch away kit, right? I saw that comment. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. could easily be. Yeah. Uh, but you keep your hands off it, man. <laughs> it's us. It's, it's We're not, not even going to be there. Well, right, well, yeah, we'll come to that in a minute. Uh, Ever Banega for Argentina versus Italy also scoring uh, another Sevilla player uh, along with Luis Muriel and Miguel Layun overnight. Two for Mexico against Iceland as they won 3-0. So all of those scorers from La Liga clubs and all of them scoring in victories for victories, the national team. Yeah, yeah. So that just shows that La Liga is prospering. Let's That's just right. uh, take a moment. 
two. Spare a thought for those teams <laughs> who are not at the World Cup. Of course, Chile is one, Italy another, the Netherlands, uh, and of course the big one, Scotland. Oh, uh, yes. they're, they're, they're not there. And also, talking about Scotland, um, uh, Ewan McTarrow, I apologise in advance for this, one of our fellow members of La Liga Lowdown crew. Um, so when Scotland played Costa Rica in the 1990 World Cup, uh, I think it was 1990, but a while ago, but they lost Costa Rica and it was one of the sort of worst results really in Scottish national football history. They played Costa Rica and lost 1-0 yeah. in this uh, international break. Ouch. Yeah, Alex McLean starting his reign as well. Yeah, I would, have think, I would have thought so. Uh, so in terms of, um, Diego, yes you are, well explain, you are Dutch or you are Spanish or you are what? What are you? I'm both, I'm You're both. both. Okay. My mother is Spanish and my father is Dutch. So uh, I, I, I've always been in a position of privilege because I always managed to see two excellent yes. national sides go out to the Euros, to the World Cup uh, finals and, 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 and reach the final in, in 2010, of course. But yeah. two teams that had never won the World Cup until Correct. 2010 when one of them had to because they were in that to. final. Yeah, 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 so yeah. what was that like for you? Well, that was weird. Uh, a lot of mixed emotions. And I initially thought that my heart was going to go a little bit more with uh, Oranje, with the, the with Dutch the national Dutch, side. Yeah. yeah, Simply because I, I grew up in London. I was born there. I lived there since I was 10. And the 1988 Euro Cup is one that, that really sparked my love and passion for football. Obviously, Holland won that with uh, the, the team led by Van Basten, Gule, Dreikart, oh, all those guys. And, uh, what, a, what a kit, by the way, as well. And a, what a kit. Yeah, talk about good kids. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I always have a feeling that the World Cup owes a, a, a trophy to Holland, you know, given that, that we've made the finals, I think it's now three or three or four times. Uh, I think it's four. <laughs> well, I'm just trying to work it out. So, so, so 74, 78, 78 and, and well, 2010. 2010. Okay, yeah, so, yeah. Okay. so so three times the finals, semi-finals a bunch of other times. Just had always phenomenal quality. Look at Kluivert, Bergkamp. You know, I can sit here all day. Yeah. So I thought maybe my heart will go a little bit more with Holland. However, once kickoff started and I saw the way the Dutch team came out, so aggressive, yeah, yeah. so anti-football, so anti-total football, which is a Dutch concept, of right, course. Right. Uh, I quickly you know, moved over to my Spanish side and, and wanted that Spain team to win, who had been playing phenomenal, more Dutch-style football as well. So I was very happy with the win, uh, disappointed the, the with goal, the way Holland... And the goal. And, and the goal, obviously. The goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Iniesta with that brilliant in extra time winner to give Spain the deserved World Cup. I don't think anybody can argue. No, no. I, th I think that you know the, the consensus of opinion would be absolutely be... Yeah about you know Spain being deserved winners playing the right kind of way exactly and uh, by the way just on, on Iniesta um, as you're aware uh, he's from Fuente Alvilla near Albacete that's right and so uh, you know, uh, yeah that's right I mean he's a, a proud Spaniard as much as he's a proud Barcelona man mm -hmm. and um, a man who's got just immense respect wherever he goes he's the only man who gets genuinely applauded by the Bernabeu for yeah. example everywhere um, everywhere yeah, and he's except for Bilbao, which hopefully they will do that one day. <laughs> well, come to their senses. Um, but um, so I went to Albacete in I think it was October. I went to Bodega Iniesta oh, because, of course, his fa yeah. family are winemakers, That's right? And it's not just I'm a footballer, I've got rich, spend money on a winery, right? This is in his blood. This is in his bloodline and his family. Uh, generations of winemakers. Oh, I didn't know that. And there is a bottle 
uh, called El Echicero, ah. the magician, the wizard, but also there's a bottle called 116th Minute. <laughs> so uh, awesome. you tell me when your birthday is and I'll send over a few oh, of those bottles. Wait. It's really good actually. Nice. You've um, had it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All so right. I went to the bodega as well. I had a look around there, learned a lot about the winemaking process yeah. and just about their, their own family history. And it is like a little Iniesta shrine. Oh my, my days, you've got to go. You, go. you know, next time you want to take a little break away with your, your family, Maybe the Albacete is cool, by the way. Yeah. And also, just the, the bodega and the Esta itself, uh, inside they've got like loads of framed pictures, shirts, all the kind oh, of usual football memorabilia. Oh, um, focus obviously on the, the win in, in South Africa, but yeah. also 2009 Stamford Bridge. Oh, yes. Now, I was very fortunate, and I am, I am basically also a huge Iniesta fan. Mm. And I was very fortunate to see both of those goals with my own eyes. Oh my god! Yeah. So, so I was there in in Stamford Bridge as well, but not in 2010. You what? Were, we did not see each other. It was impossible. But you were in the stadium as in for both occasions. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So I mean, it was interesting because obviously uh, it was Chelsea against Barcelona, second leg, and uh, the fact that I was covering it for a, for a British radio station and uh, and it would have been. If they'd gone through, Chelsea matched United again in the Champions League final yeah, as it yeah, happened yeah. the year before. And I just remember not just the strike and actually thinking, wow, that's the strike that is, is worthy of winning this time. Yeah, yeah. But secondly, Didier Drogba going over to the referee right. and pointing in his face, blah, blah. All that. Um, yeah, all of that. And and Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, this was such a, you know, a, a feisty game, a it feisty was. rivalry, a, a controversial know. game. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to also admit that. Yeah. yeah. But, but, but then, you know, then within a, pretty much a year or that there or thereabouts, watching Iniesta score that goal in Soccer City in Joburg uh, as, as Spain won the World Cup. I mean, he just is. Whatever happens, you know, uh, end of April as it is, that he's going to make his decision. Whatever happens. My goodness, he has made his contribution to football, yeah. both Barcelona and Spain, and it's all profiled in Bolivia and Iniesta. But my goodness, what that's a player. That, that's it, and, and I think you know because of the reasons you just mentioned, uh, all culés and Spaniards uh, will accept whatever decision he makes. Uh, the doors will always be open for him to come and go as he pleases. Yeah, uh, there will be no grudges held if he chooses to leave. Uh, you know, quite the contrary. I mean. Let's enjoy the time that he's still he's still here, and, and, and like he showed last night, and with Barca week in week out, it's got so much football. There, there will be people making offers left, right, and centre. As soon as he says that he's hanging out, <laughs> oh boots, god, yeah, you come and coach us. And I know this for a fact because I've spoken to the guys at Alba de Balompié, ah. and they have this this dream ah. that at some point, ah, that's nice. you know, Iniesta will be managing them in Primera in La Liga as and when they can can make it up there, and that's what they Imagine ultimately that. want to do in a few years' time. That'll be nice. Um, but of course, there will be connections too. La Masia, having some sort of role with the youth categories there, etc., etc. Um, so you felt a bit more Spanish than Dutch on, yeah, um, on that occasion. Again, when, when I saw it, the game progress, <laughs> yes. You backed the right horse. You're like, I don't like the way this is going. <laughs> Got to back the winners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm the same with uh, Colombia and England uh, because they met in the 98 World Cup. They were in the same group. And I knew this was going to be horrible. And uh, England won 2-0. Beckham scored a great free kick. Famous sort of like celebration. Yeah, I remember pumping. that. Of course, of course. But they were wearing the red as well, England, and that's often seen to be a lucky kit for mm. England too. Mm. And the next day, I, I just couldn't live it down. Like people were just, oh, Colombia fan, are you? Oh yeah, you watch the game, enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah, I yeah. still remain, and it will always be the case. If Colombia meet England in Russia at some point, I will be hopefully wearing my new Colombia away kit and supporting. Go. 
los cafeteros. There you go. But you know, the thing is, I mean, you are, you're lucky because both your parents are Colombian. Yes. Whereas my parents are Dutch-Spanish. So I was speaking with my mother before the game and she said, I will divorce your father if you back Holland. Uh, and my father was threatening to keep me out of the will. So if I wasn't backing <laughs> wow. Holland. So. Insight into Lorraine family politics. <laughs> uh, for the rest of the Lowdown crew, Paco, well, you've got uh, Portugal, Iran and Morocco. Obviously, Paco is from Valencia and he's Spanish. Uh, Alex is with Sweden. And not only is she with Sweden, she is physically with Sweden because she'll be covering for yes. FIFA, the Swedish national team. Congratulations. Work, Alex. Fantastic. Germany, South Korea and Mexico in your group, my love. And for me, it's Japan, Poland and Senegal, Ewan and Diego. Enjoy the World Cup from the comfort of your armchair. Um, right, uh, just to wrap up, guys, uh, we're past the half hour mark, so we'll quickly wrap up for you. Our website is now live, so go li look at it. It's www.laligalowdown.com. All of our content in one place, so that's all the YouTube videos, the podcasts as well, uh, photos and things there too, and a little bit more about the squad. Uh, on our YouTube channel, 60 Second Standoff comes to you on the Tuesday. We turn that into a poll on Twitter on Wednesday, and on Thursday, we've got our emoji challenge. And don't forget the mini pod. If you enjoy this, then give us a five-star rating. Be a love. Give us a nice rating, a nice comment, and we will be forever grateful. Uh, that's it from me and Diego. That's it. It was a pleasure, David. So good to meet you and so good to hang out. Hey, man, this face-to-face -face contact. Yes. Know, forget, forget WhatsApp and social media. This is the, the new thing. The I real think. deal. <laughs> Brilliant. Absolute pleasure to meet you too, sir. And uh, don't forget, we'll see you next time here on our Legal Lowdown mini pod. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.